Welcome to the Lakeside Baptist Church Podcast. We pray you are blessed as you hear the Word of God today. For more information regarding Lakeside Baptist Church, please visit lakeside.asn.au. He killed um, Abel. He, he was cast out. Uh, but then also he, he had descendants who were actually even more violent than he was. So if you go and read Genesis 4, there's, there's Abimelech, he, he kind of goes out and says, he kind of boasts about how he was more violent and, 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 he, and, and more horrible than, than Cain. And, and Cain kind of takes this, this, he's kind of like this father figure of violence, not just because he was violent, but because also he was able to, to, to corrupt the people around him. The, the people that were around Cain were people that were as violent or more violent than he was. And then we have, we have Balaam. So Balaam was the, if, if you want the kind of like the, the one that you would have heard in Sunday school, Balaam was the guy that the donkey talked to. So he's kind of like a Dr. Doolittle kind of figure. Uh, but he was this sorcerer that, that he wasn't an Israelite, but he, was, um, he comes up in the book of Numbers. And what happens is uh, a king was worried about Israel. So, so the, the, the king was like, these guys, look like they've been blessed by this God um, and, and their God is looking after them. And so he comes to Balaam and he says, I'm going to pay you a lot of money and I want you to curse these people. I want you to come along and curse these people so that when it comes around to us going to war together, they are cursed and we can defeat them. And so, so Balaam takes his large sum of the money, he goes up to the Israelites and he stands before them ready to curse them. And, and as he goes to speak, God does something and the only words that can come out of his mouth are blessings. And he tries again to curse them and once again, only blessings come out. And he tries a third time and only blessings come out. And in the end, the only thing that Balaam can actually do is he can try and entice the Israelites into doing the wrong thing. So he goes to them and he tries to, to bring in these idols and, and to try and corrupt them that way. But Balaam was this guy, so God tried to talk to him, he got the donkey to talk to him, he put the angel in the way to try and say, don't go and curse the Israelites, but, no, but the amount of money would not stop Balaam from, from cursing these people or trying to curse these people. And, and, and in the end, he tries to use that greed to corrupt other people. And so Balaam takes this, he's almost this father of greed in the Old Testament. He's the guy that's remembered for being greedy and corrupting people around him because of his greed. And then finally, Korah, uh, he kind of takes this father of, of pride. So he comes up in the book of Numbers as well. And so, so the, the Israelites, they make it out of Egypt. They cross the Red Sea. Uh, and when they start walking around the wilderness, what happens? They, they start to get a little bit upset about waiting and so people start questioning Moses, they start questioning Aaron, they start questioning God. And one of these people, uh, by the name of Korah, decides that, all right, enough is enough. These guys don't know what they're doing, and I don't think God's actually talking to them, and I think they're making it up. And so what we're going to do, we're going to gather together a bunch of people, and we are going to rise up against Moses, and we're going to rise up against Adam, uh, Aaron, and we're going to say... We're going to get rid of them. We're going to remove them. We're going to go back to Egypt. We're going to be slaves again because that, that was how things were good. Uh, and that's what we're going to do. And so these people rise up against Moses. And, and what happens? It leads to their ruin. Numbers, it talks about how the earth just swallows them up. And I hate to imagine what that meant. But, but it, it, he, 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 was, he was proud. 
He, he, he influenced other people to be proud as well. He corrupted the people around him and he becomes this father figure of pride. And, and the point that Jude's trying to make here is, is that these people aren't just bad people. Because sometimes we have people that, that are proud, we have people that are greedy, but, but not only are they bad people, but they're bad people that influence the people around them. And this is a, the, the big warning light because it's one thing for, for, for you to have someone around you who is a, who is a, a less than good person or, or, a, or a difficult person or someone who's doing the wrong thing, but for someone to do the wrong thing but also to corrupt you is a big issue. That is, that is the warning light because it's, like we, you can, you can, like you, there's pe- difficult people all the time and there's people that are doing the wrong thing around you all the time, but it's one thing for that to happen, but it's another thing for that person to rub off on you. It's another thing for, for their violence to, be, to, to lead to your violence or, or their pride to lead to your pride or, or their greed to lead to your greed. That is, that is the warning light that, that, that Jude's trying to make here. And then he moves on to in verse 12 to start kind of bringing about some imagery of what that looks like. So in verse 12, the first image is that these people are blemishes. And so um, if you look at most other translations, if you don't have NIV, um, you might be a little bit better off here because that, that word is spilas. Um, and they tried to uh, follow Second Peter, which has a similar um, kind of line in it, which says spilos. And that, that is blemishes. But spilas is actually this hidden rock. That's, that's what it actually means. It's this hidden rock hiding under the ocean. And so if you're, if you're a sailor and you have your boat and there's a hidden rock, what is that to you? That's danger. It's this hidden danger. At your, so the love feast, we're like almost um, this, you know, the, the soup Sunday. Um, so the, like the, these times where they would come and eat together. And so there's these hidden, hidden dangers that are, that are in, kind of just submerged beneath the surface. The water looks good, smooth sailing, but all of a sudden there's this rock hiding under the water, ready to destroy you. There's this hidden danger. It looks good on the outside. They look the same way. It looks the same as all the other water around you, but there's a danger there. The, the next few images uh, kind of outline some more things. So uh, they, they say that, um, so there's, there's shepherds who feed only themselves. So what's the role of a shepherd? Look after the sheep. If a shepherd doesn't feed the sheep, what happens? The sheep die. A shepherd who, so if you have a shepherd who's looking after the sheep but not looking after them truly, only feeding themselves, it's someone that looks like they're in place doing the right thing, but in reality, the shepherd isn't a shepherd. The shepherd doesn't carry out the function that it's supposed to do. It uses another similar one, so it says that they are clouds without rain. And so if you're a farmer, uh, looking at these clouds that are coming over, ready to, to, to drizzle uh, this liquid um, growth stuff um, to, to help your plants grow, and then the clouds just kind of float over and nothing happens, what are the, the clouds don't fulfill their purpose. The clouds don't come with the rain that was promised. They, they don't carry out their function. Another one, it says they are like autumn trees, so the autumn trees without fruit, uprooted and twice dead. Uh, uh, you know, these, these, autumn was like fruit time. That's like when, especially towards the end of autumn, they're ready to go, been growing this fruit tree, watering it with a watering can every day, chucking fertilizer on it, and it bears no fruit. And not only is it not bearing fruit, but it is dead. 
It's a tree that is not carrying out its purpose. And this is, this is the warning light. It's, it's people who are, who are in the church who have slipped in that they, they look like the real deal, they look like they have a function and a role, but they do not carry out their function. They look like the thing, but they don't carry out their function. Uh, there's two more. Uh, so they're like wild waves of the sea foaming up their shame. Uh, so we don't really get waves in, in, in Perth. Um, it's very sad. Uh, but, but, in, but growing up in Albany, there, there, there's always waves um, and there's always storms and rain as well. But, but there's always waves. And there's, if you see, like the, the water looks beautiful in Albany. You guys should go down and visit. It's great. Um, but the, the water looks beautiful. But then when the waves come in and you see on the shore, there's this like yellowy foam stuff that kind of comes up on the surface. And this foam, is it comes out of the water and it, it looks gross and it feels gross. Um, try not to walk in it because it just feels wrong. But, but it, it, the water looks beautiful. And then as soon as the waves come in and this foam comes to the top, we find out that it's actually, the water's kind of actually a little bit gross. There's all this weird stuff in it that comes up and only when the waves crash in do we see truly that it's not good. There's something inside of it that is not good and it is not what it appears to be. It is not what it appears to be. The last one is the stars. So they, they, they're wandering stars. Um, and, and so this, um, fun fact, so the, wonder, the wandering star is the, the star planetai. So, so wandering means planetai. And so what would happen back in the ancient, ancient world, what would happen is the stars would float over and they'd all move together. But there were some stars that didn't. There, there were some stars that, that would kind of come up in the morning and they'd disappear. There were some stars that, that would come up at night and then they'd disappear. There were some stars that, that you could see for a few months of the year and they'd move in a different direction to everything else. And they're like, these stars are wandering. And eventually we found out that these planetized stars were what? Planets. That's where, that's where it comes from. They're, they're wandering stars. And so if you're, if you're trying to navigate, because that's what stars were, were used for a lot of the time, they're trying to navigate and figure out where they are. Where, like if, you follow, if you follow a wandering star, what's it going to do? It's going to lead you astray. It looks like a star. It looks like it has this purpose of being able to help you navigate and know where you are and, and everything, but then it moves. It's not, and, and, and sometimes they would, um, they would also call them, um, so like the little shooting stars that disappear, so they're there for a little bit, but then they're not. They, they look like stars, and, they, and, and you might think they're stars, but in reality, they're not things that are there to help you navigate. They are not helpful. They look like the right thing, but they're not. They're not. They're not what they appear to be. Um, and, then, and then we come to this, um, this next part of the passage where it gets pretty, a little bit dark. And it says, so for these people for whom the blackest darkness has been reserved forever. Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about them. So this is, this is a, an old Jewish uh, kind of book that, that a lot of um, Jewish Christians would use. And um, this was just a helpful quotation uh, for Jew to use. It says, See, the Lord is coming with thousands upon thousands of his holy ones to judge everyone and to convict all of them, all the ungodly acts they have committed in their ungodliness and all of, them, all of the defiant words ungodly sinners have spoken against him. 
Then he goes on, he says, These people are grumblers and fault finders. They follow their own evil desires. They boast about themselves and flatter others for their own advantage. Now, that's a, that's a pretty harsh judgment. Black as darkness forever. God is going to, to judge them and, 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 and give account to, to what they've done. He's got an army coming with them. And, and, and so the, the, the one thing that kind of comes out of that, which is strange, is that there's, so God is going to judge them, but there's no actual direct application to us. So, so and, it, and apart from that, that kind of charge in verse 3, which says to contend for the faith, it doesn't, hasn't actually told us to do anything. Judah said that, that these people do these things, there's hidden dangers, they're not what they appear, they, they don't carry out their function. But it doesn't actually come along and say, now go and smite them. It doesn't say that says God is going to come and judge them and that the black is dark and, and that judgment looks pretty bad. But quite often, we, like, it feels really, really good to kind of deal out a, just a little bit of judgment, just to kind of warm them up. We, like, there was one time we were staying at um, this, this kind of holiday place and there was like this communal area and everyone's kind of hanging out and playing games together and it was really fun. Um, and there was this one guy who was a jerk. He was kind of like trying to win all the girls and be mean to all the, you know, try and like show that he's the top dog around. Um, and he comes up to me and he's like, do you want a game of table tennis? Trying to, he's trying to show off to a girl. And I was like, sure. Little did he know, I, I grew up playing competitive table tennis. Um, and, and so I swear, he did not see the ball come back. Uh, and then he did not want to play another point after that. He just scowled and looked at me. Um, the girl kind of walked away and laughed. Uh, and I felt really good. But in reality, this was not a good pastor moment for Brayden. This was not, this is not something articulates with, okay, let me share the gospel with you now. <laughs> this was not something that was helpful, but it felt really good. And it feels really good to bring judgment upon people and to, to, to even things out and to make sure that he knows his place. But that's not what Jude is talking about. Jude identifies the people who are problems, but he doesn't say, now go and bring forth the wrath of your holy church. No. It says that God is going to judge, judge them, and it looks like the judgment's going to be pretty severe, but the focus is still for us to contend to the faith. To, to, to be aware, what are the things to look out for? What are the, the, corrupt, the corruption that can be done to us? And to contend for the faith. And, and this, is, this is something that, that is quite difficult. And, and this, is, this is not, uh, when we're talking about this application, because I think one of the things that we need to do sometimes is to just walk away. And this is what I kind of want to talk about a little bit. Sometimes we just need to... to to just step away and to kind of remove ourselves from those situations where someone is likely to, to corrupt us or us engaging in something is likely to, to allow... So if someone's being aggressive or, or mean or trying to, to show other people that they're good at table... Sometimes the best thing is just to, to not do it. And this is something that Jesus did, but I, I want to clarify a few things first. So first, this is not, this is not talking about people who are just difficult. So, so no one loves difficult people like Jesus did. 
We're not talking about difficult people there because there are difficult people in the church, there are difficult people outside of the church, and, and Jesus loved those people incredibly. We're talking about people who are hidden dangers. We're talking about people who, who corrupt the people around them. The, the second thing is, is that this is not, uh, so this is, or rather, sorry, it is in the context of our gospel mission. So if you, you know, if you want a PlayStation and mum doesn't listen to you um, and, and she's being um, mean to you or whatever, it's like, I don't want you to say, Braden said that I can walk away and because you weren't nice to me and gave me a play. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about people who, who were on a mission to, to contend for the faith, people who have a mission to, to see people know God, to, to for, for us as a, as a church to come together and, and encourage one another, to build each other up and to, to be better followers of Jesus. Not, I want this, they want this. Um, let's use Braden's sermon out of context. That's not, and let's use Jude out of context. That's not what this is talking about. It's us contending for the faith. But when there's people who, who are in the church, who get in the way of the mission, who are, who, where there's violence, where there's greed, where there's pride, that it will corrupt the church. It will, help, it will stop us from being able to contend for the faith. It will stop us from, from seeking the kingdom of God. And that's, so Matthew, Matthew chapter 6, that is one of Jesus' big commands. We, we should be seeking first the kingdom of God. But in the following chapter, he says, do not give dogs what is sacred or pearls to swine. Do not waste, do not waste your time and your mission on someone who is just going to want to fight you. Do not, do not waste your mission on someone who's just going to be greedy and try and consume you and, and, and corrupt who you are. And that's what, this is what Jesus did. He, he would not waste his time on people who would get in the way of his mission. And I've got three examples for you. So so first one is that Jesus did not have to be understood. So there are scoundrels who are proud who won't listen to difficult things. So Matthew chapter Matthew oh sorry John chapter 6 rather. Uh, so Jesus taught a whole bunch of very very difficult things. He was sharing with them what it meant to truly be a follower of Jesus. And in verse 66, it says, From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. And, and following that, Jesus doesn't, doesn't chase after them. He doesn't try and change his message. He doesn't try and, and, try and find some other way to communicate it, to, to try and woo them back. Because he's not afraid for people to walk away. He's not afraid to walk away from people who aren't going to listen. Because sometimes there's people like Korah who, who want to do things their own way. Sometimes there's people that, that want the message to suit them and they want, they want Christianity to be about them and they, and they, 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 they show pride, they, they try and influence other people to be proud as well and, and lead people up against each other and, and question everything. Uh, they try and, you know, try and make sure church is done their way. But Jesus is happy for those people to walk away. Jesus doesn't, isn't concerned with trying to make sure that, that they are pleased or make sure that the gospel does suit them. Jesus is happy for that to not happen. Jesus isn't worried about how many followers he has. He's worried about his message and his mission. 
The, the second thing is that Jesus did not have to be wanted. And, and scoundrels who are selfish won't value God's people or the message that they bring. And, this is, and in, if you go to Matthew chapter 8, towards the end, uh, there, there's no better example of this. So Matthew chapter 8, uh, so Jesus comes along to this town, uh, and uh, so, which when you think about it, I want you to think about this. Imagine if God came to, to, to Bibber Lake or North Lake, or wherever we are. Imagine if God came, like, imagine what, what we would try and do. We'd try and have him here, we'd have him preaching, uh, we'd get him leading worship as well, uh, we'd do everything. And so this guy comes, so Jesus comes to this town and there's a demon-possessed man and he, he sends the, the, the demons out of this man into a herd of pigs and the pigs run off a cliff and die. And, and so this is what happens following this. It says, when the whole town went out to meet Jesus and when they saw him, they pleaded with him to leave their region. So, so these people have God coming to them to bring the message to them. And they're like, you're ruining us. This is going to, cost, this is going to be a big cost. We're going to sue you. Um, we're going to figure out what legal action we can take because you are hurting our business. Never mind your gospel. Never mind your salvation. Never mind the fact that you are God coming to us. This is going to be costly. It's going to, I'm going to lose something that I really like here. We're planning to go on holidays and now we can't because we don't have the pigs. And so what does Jesus do? Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over and came to his own town. He doesn't try and justify why he did it. He doesn't try and show people that this is what, you know, this is the, you know, this is the reason I do it and you've got to really understand this is what, I'm, he's like, oh, if you love your finances and, and your, your livelihoods more than you love salvation, then that's okay. And, and there are people who will be like this. There are, there are scoundrels like Balaam who just want money. They'll do anything for money. They're not interested in, in God's message. They're not interested in God's people. They just want what they can get out of you. They are people who are self-minded rather than kingdom-minded. And to try and argue with them is not something that is helping us to contend for the faith. The last one is that Jesus did not have to be defended. And so regardless of which uh, kind of story of, of Jesus you read in the Gospels, the, the authorities come and they question Jesus and what does he do? He doesn't even answer them. They want to fight. They want to debate. Are you really God? Is this? Let's let's talk. Let's talk about this. They didn't. They weren't interested in knowing if he was God. They just wanted to 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 dominate him, to show that they were right, to to kind of mock him. And so Jesus doesn't even give them the privilege of arguing with them. And, and there are scoundrels who are violent, and they just want to fight. And it's not necessarily a physical fight like Cain. This does not mean he's necessarily going to kill someone, but it does mean that there are people that are just going to want to argue and bicker and fight. There are people that are just going to want to slander people and, and prove that they are the smartest in the room, to prove that they are, have the moral high ground. They just want to do whatever they can and talk bad about whoever they can to show that they are in the right. And when that happens to Jesus, he doesn't even answer.
the overall focus in, in all of this, we, we, we don't want to be corrupted by these people, but the most important thing is that we contend for the faith. We, we seek first the kingdom of God, no matter what happens, no matter who, we look for the warning signs, we stay away from the warning signs, but only so, and only because we're a church that cares deeply about the message of Jesus. We're a church that cares deeply about, about us running the race and making it to the end. We're a church that we want to care deeply about making sure that, that we can build each other up towards loving God and loving others. That we can be a church that, that, can, that can go out beyond Sunday mornings and, and share the word of God with those in our community. And so we look at these warning signs and we want to make sure that we, we are aware of the warning signs, that we know when to walk away and that we know to contend for the faith. The Bible talks about that the workers are few. And when our time is wasted on people who, who consume us, then it's, it's, it's workers who are few that are wasted. So I want to encourage you guys, let's, let's band together. Let's contend for the faith. Let's contend for the faith. I'm going to pray and the worship team's going to come up. Father, we thank you that you are a good God. We thank you that, that you love us deeply. We, we thank you that for the warning signs that you give us in your word. And we thank you for the, for the life of Jesus and how that teaches us that, that we are to love people infinitely, but also there are times to walk away. There are times to remain silent. Lord, I want to thank you for this church. And I, I pray for them. Help them to contend for the faith. Help them to, to love and serve you and to make that the priority above everything. Help them to, to walk away from pride, to walk away from, from greed or, or violence or whatever it is. Help us to focus on you and to contend for you and your message. In your name we pray. Amen.